episode 25. Mm-hmm. A quarter of a way to 100, and we're a quarter of a way to death. Wait, that would be assuming I live to 100. I'm not living mm-hmm. to 100. There's no way. Radioactive fire. All who survive his wrath curse his unrelenting fury. Now, a new ally stands to battle the menace of Godzilla. Over there! The gigantic insect known as Mothra. Hey there, nuclear lizards, giant moths, hatchlings, and twins. Welcome to episode 25 of What Happens in the Crypt. Today we are talking about the 1964 kaiju film, Mothra vs. Godzilla. I just realized that's the year my dad was born. 1965? 64. 64. Wow, he's old. Yeah. This movie was directed by Ishiro Honda, who is often referred to as the father of Godzilla. Disclaimer ahead of time, we are going to try our best with the names. You know, it's... We really are not making fun of anyone's name if we pronounce it incorrectly. We we mean no disrespect. We're trying our best. Mm -hmm. The tagline for this movie is, See the armies of the world destroyed. (laughs) See the birth of the world's most terrifying monster. See the war of the giants. You could have put a little more oomph on those seas. (sighs) You do it. Let's hear you. (laughs) Fine. See the armies of the world destroyed. See the birth of the world's most terrifying monster. (laughs) See the war of the giants. Okay. That was better. That was better than me. Fine. (laughs) They're all caps. You gotta capitalize on it. We're going on. This is the synopsis (laughs) now. A typhoon washes ashore. A typhoon washes ashore. A gigantic. A typhoon washes ashore. (laughs) (laughs) Typhoon washes ashore. A typhoon washes ashore a gigantic egg that's claimed by greedy entrepreneurs near Nagoya. They refuse to return it to its rightful owner, Mothra, as Godzilla washes ashore from the same typhoon. There's not really any trigger warnings for this movie. Um, it's I think it's rated PG. I think most Godzilla movies are rated yeah. PG. There's not even really any blood or gore, really. No. Um, there's just giant monsters fighting and egg jokes. A lot, a lot of egg jokes for some reason. The movie starts with the aftermath of the typhoon or it's not, what is it? A, typhoon. It is a typhoon. <laughs> the aftermath of the typhoon. And we follow a photographer whose name is Junko Nakanishi and um, a reporter, Ichiro Sakai. Sakai. Um, and they find this like blue green muck that they think is beautiful i guess amongst the wreckage it's a really pretty say color it's muck it's like a stone or a, a it's not thing even, i think it's just like slime off the egg in that first part the, I, I, I don't really know <laughs> what to call it. Slime. It, it it is odd <laughs> but um basically they're there to report what's going on and this is before we see the giant egg which is soon discovered and it's weird looking it is enormous. Yeah, like skyscrapers, but egg. <laughs> skyscrapers, but egg. I was gonna say like fifty elephants. That was where I was going with it. Not skyscraper. Full of egg. <laughs> fifty elephants. 
plates stacked on top of each other, making a pyramid of egg. Uh, either oh, like that one. <laughs> the pyramid of egg. Pyramid. <laughs> it's like the Great Pyramid of Giza, but egg. Uh-huh. The local village salvages it, and it is bought up by a happy entrepreneur. Yeah, this is pretty funny, too, because it's just, like, the thought process that goes through it is it's, like, the dudes that find the egg, like, feel like they own it because it was, like, in their shipyard, and then this rich guy buys it from them when it's not like they actually owned the egg. And it's, like, a weird, the, the like, math behind it. They're, like, well, this is, I can't remember the exact numbers, but they're, like, well, this is the equivalent of, like, 100,000 chicken eggs. Yes, so right. So, therefore... I multiplied the uh, cost for the one egg by 100,000, and then I paid them (laughs) 10 million yen or something like that. Then the guy that buys it, like, his whole plan is to, like, basically build, like, a theme park around the egg, like, for pictures, and if it hatches, then they'll have that, too, whatever it is, but he's basically just, yeah. What what an amusement park that would have been. Imagine. Eggland. There's got to be a better one than Eggland. Egg a- World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's killing it. Way better. Shut up. Eggtopia. Eggopolis. And they're also huge jerks about it. They're the scientists. Obviously, scientists are like, hey, can we see what the hell this thing is? And they're like, no, get away. I feel like if someone's listening to this that has not seen this movie, they just think that we're fucked up right now and talking about eggs. <laughs> I mean, they talk about eggs so much in this movie. I yeah, it fucked me up a little bit. So the reporter and the photographer from the f- opening scene end up going to a hotel where um, the guy that bought the egg is staying just to see if they can kind of get any information. And uh, this is when we meet the twins. And the first time you see them, it's so funny because the guys in the hotel room are just like, did did we just see two, <laughs> yeah. two tiny people? Right. <laughs> and then they start like looking around like almost comedically, like a children's cartoon. Mm-hmm. They're just like looking under the looking behind paintings, looking behind the dishes, and then they find them. Yeah, and they try to catch them and it's really funny and weird. Like they like drop like a Kleenex box on them or something. <laughs> or like a is it is it like a basket? Anyways, these twins are known as the show. Shobajin? Shobajin. Shobajin. And um, they escape the... Greedy businessmen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm struggling with the names. Um, and they go to the next hotel room over, which is where, like I mentioned, the reporter is. And they explain to them what's going on and that this is Mothra's egg. The twins explain that because of the storm, the egg had washed away from Infant Island, which is where they're from. That's the Mothra's home. And if this egg hatches here, the larval larva will cause great destruction looking for food. After talking to the twins, they try to reason with the businessmen and try to get the egg back. And it's it's weird because they're like, you know, like trying to go about it in like a legal way. They're just like, hey, this doesn't belong to you. And but they're like, no, we bought it fair and square. Right. <laughs> so they're talking about this giant monster egg. They were running, the, some scientists were like running tests on the slime from earlier, and they found out that it's actually radioactive, which kind of makes you think about Godzilla. After this discovery, they return to the beach, only to find that Godzilla is surfacing. 
he had been buried he was buried in the mud and he starts to attack the city he was underwater too right well yeah it's under mud and water yeah. and yeah that's where godzilla was now the reporter and gang <laughs> themselves travel to infant island and this whole scene is so weird everything at infant island is weird Yes. There's a, a tribe that lives on Infant Island, and a background character is there. When they arrive, there's like this weird skeleton turtle thing. Which you need to show me the clip of this because... I'll just show you what it looks like. Yeah. I don't... I didn't... I read what you wrote about it, but it's not something that I knew of. It's called Skeleturtle. It's just this thing that's in the background, and... It's moving around, so it's alive, but it's also just a skeleton. It's just kind of bobbing its head, and it's <laughs> okay. blinking. And as a joke, like, it got turned into this thing that everybody loves. Like, so it has, like, a cult following. It has toys and shirts and... Very weird. Look at all this stuff. We're just mm -hmm. looking through <laughs> Google Shop, and, yeah, even Toho themselves made little figurines because people loved this little guy <laughs> very weird but basically they're there to try to get mothra to leave infant island and come fight godzilla right. they have to do like this whole like initiation thing where they have to like drink this liquid and go through this whole like the natives of the island like do this like whole dance and ritual situation and then we get um the song right Yes, they do sing here, but also the, the it, they also talk about how the like at first the natives and the twins are like, why would we help you? Your nuclear testing and all the and your horrible impact on the environment. You're killing us. You're killing the island. Why would we want to help you? And then yes, they do the song and they do all that stuff. Um, all that stuff. <laughs> They talk about the main problem, the reason why they end up joining and helping, is that you find out that Mothra is is nearing the end of her life. And she's so cute. And she's so cute. Little beanie baby. <laughs> but that is her egg. And right. they're supposed to be uh the the larva that hatches from that egg is supposed to be like the next defender. Yeah. Right, exactly. Because Mothra's kinda supposed to be like the equalizer of the world yeah, and like they made it seem like in like a once mothra dies she's like reborn into the um larva that's gonna hatch from the egg so in that way like she never really dies there's a scene back in the hotel where the original seller of the egg is displeased and uh he confronts the businessman about the egg and he wants his money back because he says he swindled him right. out of the money. And I guess this is one of the... I guess this is really the only, like, bloody and violent part in the yeah. movie. Because they get into a fist fight. He's taking money out of the safe. And then he gets shot. Yeah. And all while this is going on, they've been, like, constructing this, like, thing around like the egg. Like a dome? <laughs> yeah. To protect it and close it. I'm not really sure. But then Godzilla shows up and destroys the dome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he's destroying first, a bunch of shit. He destroys the dome, but first Godzilla comes and destroys the hotel, killing everybody inside, including all the businessmen right. who claim to own the egg now. After destroying the hotel, Godzilla goes on to destroy the dome, which is protecting the egg. And then, of course, Mothra comes to the rescue of the egg. 
mama moth. <laughs> She's flapping around so cute and trying to get him away. And I love the part where Mothra's like dragging Godzilla. Yeah, by his tail. By his tail. <laughs> the whole fight scene is like very fun to watch per all Godzilla movies. <laughs> Mothra's trying to, she has like this paralyzing, not spores, but like dust that comes yeah. off of her wings. And at first it seems like Mothra's winning. Right. Godzilla ends up using his like classic nuclear breath. Atomic breath. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're much more of a Godzilla fan than I am. <laughs> and he ends up killing poor little Mothra. Getting her right in the wing and she goes down and then ends up uh, dying. Right. Puts her wing right on the egg. Yeah. Now basically is like the first. Here's basically the first time where humanity does anything to actually help. Because they send in the army, the JSDF, and they attack Godzilla because he's trying to get back to the egg to destroy it. Right. But then the humans are just launching missiles and nets. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so funny. They right. drop a giant net on mm -hmm. Godzilla, but they end up like kind of stopping him for a little bit when they electrocute him. Yeah. And it's before he can get to the egg that it starts to hatch. And the two little larvae come out of it. And they are equal parts gross and cute. I don't yes, know. Yes, they're kind of equal parts gross and cute. <laughs> uh, but everybody's surprised. They're like, oh, it's twins. Yeah. Because it's not normally. It's normally just one. Right. But they have like little beaks pretty much that they like spray spider webs out of. Kind of. Yeah, it's like a silk spray yeah. thing. And they use that to like hit Godzilla and trap him. Yeah. And there's a little scene like right as they're hatching, because the now the twins and everybody, all the good guys are back, and the twins sing to them. Yeah. And they're like, the hill, they'll be able to stop him. But before they start spraying him with silk, remember, it's the part where one of them bites his tail and yes. then Godzilla starts freaking out. The <laughs> little larva. Godzilla's little tail. Yeah. The larva's attached and he's just like swinging his tail all around <laughs> right. and it doesn't let go. But the larva, I think, are actually kind of smarter than Godzilla because there's like these caves and mountains. And they're kind of, like, using them as cover. Right. And they just start spraying That them. scene is actually really funny, because he's just, like, one of them's behind a rock, and he, like, peeks out, sprays, hides. Yeah, like. peeks out, sprays. <laughs> and then Godzilla, like, destroys that part of the mountain, and then they come up from another little part. Yeah. And they're just, like, little cl weird, clampy mouths. Beaks. Little beaks. Eventually, they spray Godzilla enough where he is trying, barely able to move, and Godzilla kind of retreats into the ocean. And then they swim their way back to back to their homeland. With the twins. Mm-hmm. That's the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie doesn't really have a very complex story, mm -hmm. but that's not what these movies are about. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of a, yeah, that's the story, but then Good the enough. fights are yeah. so cool, and there's so much to get into right now. <laughs> So the film's special effects were directed by... Aiji Tsuburaya. Aiji Tsuburaya. While Teriyoshi Nakano, Nakano served as the assistant special effects director. For Godzilla, the new suit was built by Taizo Toshimitsu with Hiro Nakajima giving input... That's actually the actor visiting the workshop. 
and they actually were able to make a lighter suit, which gave uh, Godzilla more fluid movement. They actually gave the suit reinforced heels. That's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it was so that they could do more flipping around and rolling without, you know, him actually stumbling or getting hurt. Because you'll notice in this movie that Godzilla actually is, like, rolling around a lot right. when he's getting attacked. And he's literally dragged, but that's... Mm -hmm. That's, we'll get into that more, but that's actually a, like a dummy. This suit, this new suit was actually constructed two months prior to filming. The 1962 Godzilla suit was recycled for water scenes and the shot with Godzilla tumbling off the cliff. That's really funny too. They're like, this suit is obsolete. You can wear this to fall down the cliff. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, they did that because this same suit was to be used in the next Godzilla movie where he fights King Ghidorah. And this year... 1964 was the only year where two Godzilla movies were released. So they were like, okay, this is the better suit. Yeah. We can't ruin it. Right. Because as soon as this production wrapped, they started making the next one. Interesting. For Mothra, a new prop was built, similar to the 1961 prop. There was a Y-shaped brace attached to the back that actually allowed them to flap the wings. And they actually used high-powered fans to create wind from Mothra's wings. The wingspan of the new prop was 15 feet. Just so gigantic. It's and you huge. can't quite tell, like, watching the movie that it's that big. This Mothra was actually mechanical, and that allowed the head and legs to move with remote controls. And funny enough, they actually did bring in the old prop, the 1961 prop, for more of the damaging scenes. <laughs> so funny. I mean, it makes sense, but it is very funny. They also used the 1961 model for the rapid flapping shots because there's shots where Mothra's like flapping her wings as fast as she can over Godzilla. And the original prop was just meant to do that. For the scenes with the twins, oversized furniture was built. And this, the oversized furniture was eight times the size of the actors. And it was so that the twins looked no taller than 30 centimeters. That is so weird. <laughs> well, at the time... Such overkill for that. Like, because it looks at, like, exactly like Star Wars. Like the holograms. Well, yeah, but this was also made way before Star yeah, Wars. right. So they were... This was, like, cutting edge at the time. Mm -hmm. The larvae were actually some of the most complicated figures of all. They used a combination of hand puppetry and motor-driven mechanical props. The larva web was a petroleum-based product, which was liquefied polystyrene. When the web was shot off-screen, it was poured onto a cup stationed at the center of a heavy industrial fan. The cup was sealed with small gaps around the edges to shoot the webs out of the larva's mouth, a canister of compressed air was run into a sealed tube of liquid polystyrene. At a high pressure level, the liquid would be, was forced through a tube that ran through the back of the larva and into the nozzle installed on the mouth. As long as the nozzle was small, the solution vaporized when first emitted and solidified into the web. So they were doing all of that. So complicated. Real. But this was back before they could do CG, so there was no way to fake it. Right. So the, they just had these tubes, and that means they were shooting this web at the actual actor in the Godzilla suit, so he was actually getting covered in web. <laughs> the larva's movements were designed by Sojiro Ijima by using a conveyor belt with rotating gears that allowed the bodies to bob up and down. And that's exactly how they should look. Like, that's perfect yeah, for that's them. Yeah, perfect <laughs> for them. 
Before production began, Honda discussed with his cast that with the competition television has been posing for the movies, that Toho, obviously God, the Godzilla company, is targeting kids, not just adults. So we have to make something that all ages will find interesting. To help with this, the twins were actually played by a group called the Peanuts. They were a popular actual twin sister singing duo. Their real names are Emmy and Yumi Ito. They're actually from the city that Godzilla is destroying. <laughs> the famous scene where Godzilla destroys the castle in Nagoya actually had to be filmed several times, and the castle had to be built twice. To make the castle fall correctly, two men are sitting behind it, pushing it with long sticks, <laughs> which is really funny. The first time the scene was shot, the two men pushed too soon, and the castle collapsed before Godzilla even touched it. Uh, the miniature castle then had to be rebuilt from scratch, which, what a bummer. It uh -huh. just be a second too early, and it's like, Godzilla's not even over there yet. <laughs> and yeah, it's like a um, quote-unquote miniature castle, but it's still like six feet at right. least tall, because it's got to be as tall as the guy in the suit. Mm -hmm. So that's big. I wonder if those guys got fired for that. I don't know, maybe. Their one job was to push with a stick, and they messed it up. The second time, the opposite problem happened, and the two men missed their cue. Oh, they definitely got fired. A second take had to be done with Godzilla clawing away at it as the two men pushed over from behind. The moment where Godzilla's foot slides on the ledge, causing him to fall onto the, into the <laughs> castle, has been thought by many to be an accident, but apparently it was done on purpose. What a cluster. They're like, too early, too late, he falls on top of it. <laughs> During the scene where Godzilla was being firebombed by the army, the the suit actually briefly caught on fire. Some of the flammable liquid splashed onto him, and they actually, like, stopped filming and put the fire out, and the actor inside didn't even know what happened. Wow. This is because the actual, like, Godzilla head is was far above the actual actor's head, Nakajima. And, oh, wow... <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, that's actually included in the movie. When God, you see Godzilla's head on fire, that's real. Right. <laughs> He's actually on fire there, which would be terrifying. But also, I guess he, it wasn't his actual head. And it was so fast. like. Yeah, they cut away from it really quick. Mm -hmm. You only see it for like a second. As in the other movies, the miniatures were constructed from wood, cement, plaster, and glass. A large prop Godzilla tail was built meant to destroy structures that were strategically weakened to collapse. And you can always tell these shots because it'll just be his tail. You will not see the rest of Godzilla. <laughs> right. You know what I'm talking about? Because uh -huh. it happens in every scene where Godzilla is destroying a building. It'll cut to like, you know, here's the castle. And then you see a tail smack into it. And that's because it's just a tail on mm -hmm. some string and sticks. Yeah. It works though. Yeah, it works. That's what's funny about the Godzilla movies in general is like, you can kind of see how they did all of it when you're watching it, but you're still like... This is acceptable. Yeah, I, They still sell you on the story and you still want to watch it. The miniature tanks were custom built out of cast iron and manipulated with piano wires hidden underneath the set. There's also like little wires sticking out of some of the tanks. And that's because they're remote controlled. They're <laughs> these tiny little remote control tanks. For the opening typhoon scene, Ijima built a shallow water tank to create the illusion of violent waves. Wider water scenes were filmed at Toho's massive stage pool. So yeah, they're not actually going in the ocean for this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they just have a giant pool, like an Olympic-sized pool for this, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. You can watch this movie now on HBO Max.
And there's actually quite a few Godzilla movies on there. So we're slowly going to make our way through them. <laughs> I, being a huge Godzilla nerd fan, I've seen a lot of them. I used to watch them with my dad when I was a kid. This is only the second one I've ever seen, but I like them. I get it. We're actually looking into, uh, you know, some collections. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas list time. <laughs> Christmas list time. As far as the death count goes, most Meh. of the deaths you don't really see. Yeah. So it's somewhere in the ballpark, of including Mothra, because that's yeah. the only sad one. And the one guy gets shot, so we know he's dead. And then, yeah, just, you know, how many people were in each building? It's yeah. kind of impossible to determine. Somewhere in the ballpark of... 20 and because some soldiers are killed too somewhere in the ballpark of 20 and thousands you yeah. don't really know but i'm gonna <laughs> guess because you just see godzilla step on right. buildings the only one that deserves the r.i.p is little baby mothra big baby mothra <laughs> for our next episode we are going to be talking about the 2004 movie saw directed by james wan you might also know him for directing insidious the conjuring Insidious Chapter 2, Fast and Furious 7, Aquaman. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. Um, I I don't think that this is his first movie by any means, but I actually am a pretty... It I, actually is his first movie. Oh, really? Saw was actually his first movie. All right, right on, James Wan. Okay, cool, we're doing James Wan's first movie. James Wan's first movie. I didn't even know that. Which this movie gave me so many nightmares as a kid. We actually had this on VHS from when our local blockbuster closed, and... um. Yeah, I think it took me three or four times to get through it. Is it scary? Yeah, for me, when I think about the Saw series, I'm like, no, I'm not a fan. Because for me, it's just like, it's torture porn. And yeah. It's just like the first one hostile. But yeah. we actually just watched the first one again. And I was like, you know what? Actually, it's really good. Yeah, because I agree that they are kind of just torture porn as they go on. But it starts off when you get to like Saw more. Nine. Yeah, <laughs> there's also so many. And there's Saw 3D. There's Jigsaw. There's, Is there actually a 3D there's one? There's a 3D one. I think it's five or six. <laughs> oh they broke. At least they broke the trope, so it's not called Saw 3D. It's I fuck. What is it called? Is it called Saw Hold Six on. 3D? Because that's worse. Hold on, I'm gonna find out. Saw Seven. Saw Seven. The final chapter was in 3D. It's funny that it's called the final chapter because it's not the last one. Yeah, they just make so much money. Even the 3D one, box office was $136 million. Well, that's a lot of money. All right, but we'll save more of the saw detail <laughs> for the episode. <laughs> yeah, and we're only talking about the first one. We're only talking about the first one, which I very much enjoy. Which is good. It's not torture porn. It's not. And it has some cool actors in it. So you might recognize some people from The Princess Bride yeah. and some other people that were in Lethal Weapon. It's going to be a fun episode. 